Hello, Annie. Hello, Robert. In the last podcast, you mentioned about making a podcast about intimacy. Great idea, because intimacy is really about love. Well, I think what made me think about that, you talk about intimacy... I think the word itself is something that has been used in a totally different way than what I see intimacy as. And I think that people first think of intimacy as being a romantic or a sexual relationship. Most certainly intimacy needs to be part of the sexual act, but you can have sex without intimacy. You should have intimacy actually without sex. I think when it comes to intimacy... I always remember from years and years ago and we, we did work with a wonderful man named Graham O'Brien and he always said, into me I see. I actually have disconnected with the whole thing that it has to be about sex or it has to be about an external relationship. It's about a relationship within yourself or about yourself and it's about seeing within and becoming more and more aware and awakened about the soul being that you actually are. I used to think that there was negative intimacy and there was positive intimacy and that when people were having a really big argument and getting very emotional and upset, I used to say, well, that's intimacy. Now, look, you're being intimate right now. In a way, that's true, but I think they're being more defensive. I think intimacy is love. I think that the negative side is there too because what you're doing when it's in a really aggressive argument, you're actually revealing that shadow part of yourself that you don't like. Unless you use that knowing and learn from it and grow from it and resolve, it is going to be a negative thing. But if you use it properly, then you're going to grow more anyway. If you accept this is part of me, I don't like and usually in those sorts of arguments I would say that people don't like themselves when they become negative. Every in our lifetime we've had lots and lots of dark intimate moments mm. and that's where we really learnt more and more about ourselves and about each other and that was really important. We learned from it we didn't hang on to that energy and become more and more estranged and more and more hateful towards each other. So what do we do instead? We did a lot of personal work on ourselves, which affected our relationship positively. And I guess we also did that because we wanted to make a difference in our relationship. Well, that was my goal in the first place. It was about the relationship with myself anyway. What we really did, the reason we're still here is because we've had some great strategies and you put those great strategies into practice and we have had some very challenging moments. Well, we've both put time and energy into mm. those strategies. And would you say that the more intimate we are with ourselves and with each other, the more we're able to connect with the guides, connect with the spirit? That's an interesting concept. I hadn't even thought about it in that way. When I was a child growing up in my family, one of the few families which had a very, very light religious background, there's nothing much there at all. But I used to think I would be just too embarrassed to be spiritual or to be talking about God or to devote myself to any spirit I would be just too embarrassed and most certainly that embarrassment really did continue up until the time you and I got together and we started doing the personal growth work with the man you mentioned before, Graham O'Brien. Up until then I was very, very closed back. I held myself right back and I was very, very unhappy. I was putting a lot of work into disconnecting spirit. I think you were disconnected from yourself anyway with the spirit of you and you had the facade that everything was okay and carefree. 
But it's interesting because even within that part of yourself, you actually were very connected because you were able to just go and do things without thinking about them. You would do stuff that perhaps needed more thought. And I'm thinking of being a consultant and a guidance officer in schools. So it was not like you went and planned things. You just trusted. I just trusted myself. I just knew that I was on the right path and I just went and did Mm. it. A lot of the stuff I did, it was a bit of a secret. I wasn't telling anybody really what I was doing. I wasn't doing anything anything bad or anything, but there's no way in the world I would have had this conversation with anybody back then because they would have thought I was stupid in my view. I just did not accept that there was a spirit or those guides in my life and they were supporting me. No, that was just not a concept that I could even come up with. That's very much a male thing. I wasn't really aware of of being spiritual as such. I wasn't not spiritual, but it wasn't something I ever really thought about. If ever anything in that line was spoken about female to female, it seems to be accepted more. And that's a generalisation I know. And so is the generalisation that men don't talk about those things because men don't talk about intimate things or never used to. But I think that's changing a lot now. It is changing, but I'm still surprised when I come across men who do. And there's a few that do, but there's a lot that don't. There's a lot that just poo-hoo it, and that's fine. Do you think that's also because they are scared of being rejected? So rather than actually admit there's some other things going on other than what's in the physical world? I think so, because I do think that as a general rule, I find women are able to connect and accept and be guided a lot more easily than what men are. And men are much more resistant and rejected against because men want to be in control, they get more obsessed with money, all that sort of stuff. That's a very generalisation. Well, men are more into the physical world. That's gone back for thousands of years when men were the hunters. But if you look at intimacy, it's about being awakened, isn't it? Awakened to who you are right from the core of of your being. So really, intimacy and spiritual connection, they're very highly related, aren't they? They're almost the same thing. Well, I guess that's true. Because I'm quite an intimate person now, but I'm also quite a spiritually connected person. And I would say by connecting with the spirit, it's guided me on being more and more intimate. The two things work together. But I think it's a spiritual connection that comes first. Mm, But I hadn't thought about it coming first. Because I would think that unless you're open, unless you trust yourself, then you're not going to be open to the spiritual connection. I mean, who knows what comes first, really? See, I'd find life now without a spiritual connection to be dead, dull and boring. To be quite honest, I find money a bit boring because I find money lacks soul. Money is a necessary thing, we've got to have it. But gee, I know a lot of people who have been very, very successful financially and they get to their 40s or so and suddenly they've made it, they've got all the money they need and they say, well, now where to now? They're like they're soulless. It's very sad, isn't it, really? Because they're searching for something but they don't know what and how. No, they don't. And sometimes what they do is they say, well, okay, I'm going to go and build the business bigger Basically, it doesn't work because it's like they're looking for the answer in the wrong spot. But to go spiritual, of course, that's a really big call, a really big call. When you've been very successful financially and running a business and doing all those things and making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, and suddenly you you get there and you've got what you want and you're still feeling very dissatisfied and very unhappy, well, to sort of say, well, I'm going to now connect with myself spiritually, that's a tough call to make. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Well, it does. And it all goes back again about knowing yourself. So the person that goes out 
and tries to achieve more and more and more to make them feel better and better and better. They aren't connected to themselves. They're wanting accolade and accomplishment coming from the outside, not from the inside. Mm. Some of them are. A lot of them are. But there are some who aren't. You still have really very good business skills, very good money, and be very, very spiritually connected also. absolutely. But they're Mm. not driven by physical 3D thinking. The money and the success comes because of who they are, not what they want. They don't go out seeking and become obsessed with that goal and, mm. or that accomplishment. I was talking with a group of people the other day and they were taking on contracts for two or $3,000, for instance, and they were talking about who they need to become to up those contracts to $10,000. A very interesting discussion because... What they were most concerned was what they'd have to do and what they could have. If you're taking a $3,000 contract, then that's who you are. You are being a $3,000 contract person. And if you want to be a $5,000 contract person, then you have to be that, a six or seven, eight or or ten. If you want to get $10,000 contracts, you need to be that person. And they sort of said, yeah, that's very nice. But underneath it, they were secretly thinking, yeah, but I can do it because I know what to do. So then we looked at the discussion and said, okay, you might know what to do. But I'm going to guarantee something. If you get $10,000 contracts without being that $10,000 person, one of two things are going to happen. Number one, it's going to be as empty as hell and lonely as hell because the inner self is not really a $10,000 person, so you're out of your league. Or number two, you're going to sabotage yourself so you never quite get there and you'll stay right back at the 3000 because that's where you're at. I'll be seeing them, working with them again. I'm not sure they got what that was about. But I thought, yeah, is it worthwhile becoming a from a $3,000 to $10,000 contract? Absolutely. Why? Not because of the money, because of who you have to be to be that $10,000 contract person. Mm, Absolutely. So how do you be that $10,000 person? That's the question I ask me too. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what we all ask. And in the whole being aspect, it's a really hard concept. It's not something I totally get myself either. I understand the whole being and just to be, but what is it that is the difference? One of the differences is most of these people were very happy at the $3,000 contract. They were happy to work with people who had difficulties and really had a great need to deal with that difficulty so they could, be, they could become more successful. But what these people didn't want to do, they didn't really want to take on the $10,000 person because they didn't really feel that they would be able to help that person, even though that person is sitting there and saying, yeah, I haven't got a problem I need to deal with, but I want to grow and develop and I want to be more of who I am. Can you help me be more of who I am? And people were saying, well, I'm not sure I can do that. They were feeling it. Yeah, but they they couldn't do that because they weren't feeling they could be that themselves. So, So it's really hard to support a person with the concept of wanting to be a $10,000 person if you don't feel that you are worthy. It goes back to the whole intimacy stuff, doesn't it, if you think about it? Because it's about knowing yourself, trusting yourself. I can do anything. So what are the strategies to support you to be the person who can really do anything? Well, the number one strategy is to decide you're going to be spiritual. The answer is not going there and doing $10,000 things because if you do $10,000 things without being that $10,000 person, you're going to sabotage every time. So you've really got to start developing your personal self and you've got to 
believe that that's who you are. You've got to believe that you can do this for someone. And the only way you will believe you can do this for someone is believe you can do this for yourself. So the real secret to be doing that is to become the person you are who just believes that they can do whatever they need to do to help people grow and develop as they need to develop and that they can allow themselves to be connected and guided to do as such. There's a place for it. There's a lot of people out there who are $3,000 people and are wanting to become $10,000 people. What's the difference between $600 and $5,000? It's a physical thing, isn't it? We look at the money as being physical, but to get someone to pay you $600 is probably just as difficult as someone to pay you $3,000. So... If you really want to be $10,000, you better be intimately in touch with yourself so you intimately believe that you're a $10,000 a person. I don't think it's even just about believing, it's just being. It's not even if someone says, I need you to work with me and I'll pay you $10,000 a month. I mean, you don't even have to go and ask it. You have to be comfortable enough with yourself and not even question what you have to do and what you have to give them and what you have to be, you just accept that and just go and do what you need to do with that person. Yes, absolutely. Intimacy. Intimacy. Into me, I see. Or into me, you see. Well, yes, but you need to see within yourself first. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Robert. Talk to you next time.